0: Welcome to Wednesday afternoon on Colombo and Katie on 1019 941 News Talk STL. Wednesday afternoon, I don't mean to start every show with a reaction to the weather forecast, but it's just amazing to me that we just heard Matt Chambers talk about the increased chance of snow on Friday, which Insane. is in two days, and right now it's in like the 60s out there. Insane. It's a roller coaster ride in the weather. Mm-hmm. Good thing we'll have. Steve Templeton with us on Friday afternoon to give us the latest on whatever's coming our way, as he does that every Friday with the weekend forecast at 2.45 here on Columbo and Katie, so make sure you are listening for that. Also, I was going to talk about the Chiefs Parade. In, during the show today, that's either it's either just wrapped up or it's still happening and wrapping up right now in Kansas City. It's created some controversy in Jeff City, which I was going to, which we will talk to Rodney Boyd about. Rodney Boyd, of course, the insider's insider of Missouri politics, will join us here in about 15 minutes. So looking forward to that conversation. Um, he's probably live may, he may be in Kansas City or he's live from a very yeah. quiet capital mm-hmm. in One of the City two. Uh, so looking forward to that conversation I was going to save that for Rodney but just to touch on it now you because Katie just before the show started you said you were looking at some pictures or reading a story about Travis Kelsey was so drunk yes, at the yes. Chiefs parade today yes, that he couldn't he tried to sing Friends in Low Place. <laughs> so, the, the parade, like you said, the parade... It, it, just this ended. Was, yeah, just, yeah, just ended or, not yeah, long ago. Yeah.
1: This is from the Daily Mail, who yeah. I trust is a source. Sure. They say a boozy Travis Kelsey had to be held up by his teammates on Lord. stage during the Super Bowl parade because he grabbed the mic and started to speak and slur. And then after slurring and being like, woo Started to sing. I got friends in low places. And this picture, when they when they say holding Travis Kelsey up, they mean quite literally. It is his teammates around him, all hands on him, him with the microphone. Mm-hmm. I want. I can't wait to see the video. I'm going to look at it on which break. we've
0: seen. I mean, we saw great. that here when the Blues won we the did. Stanley Cup. Brett Hall was in Boy. rare form. <laughs> So were the players. Yeah. It was incredible. We've seen it during other championship parades before. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't. I. I. I know that I'm. I know that I'm the old man stick in the mud when it comes to the all of this stuff. I. I readily admit that I am on the unpopular side <laughs> of this of issue. This. I. I do this, that all of that just makes me roll my eyes. Really? Like, oh man!
1: I would have loved to be there to be like. I mean, for the for the
0: spectacle of it sure yes yeah. for the yeah but i mean i'm not standing i mean we talked last week about uh, about mardi gras and fighting your way through the parking and yeah. fighting your way through the crowd to stand you know to go and attend mardi gras I, there's nothing about that that i want to do that i want to be in the middle of that sea of humanity that I agree Drunken with. Drunken morons everywhere, mm-hmm. just to see drunk, drunk Travis. football players. See that I totally make an on ass to themselves. Like I just that there's nothing about there's nothing about that that sounds like a good time to me. I, I but again think, I know that I am in the minority. I'm willing to accept I think, that.
1: Ten years ago, Tony... No, no, no. I won't say that because no. you were. You guys had grace. Tony, no, Wait, no Tony was
0: ever okay with huge crowds like that.
1: No, not even DJ no. Tony no. whenever you're out and about at no. the clubs? No. The clubs were the same kind of thing.
0: Not for DJ Tony who was, behind, who was in true. the DJ booth That's or true. in the backstage area. Like well,
1: the media. media yeah, <laughs> yeah, like part of the media.
0: Yeah. I I started in radio when I was 19. So I'm I, lucky enough to have always had... B- yeah. I, I literally I like literally just don't have that. I just don't like those crowd. A concert crowd for a, a band that I love, yes, yeah, different. Well, that's a different type of crowd too. Yeah. Or going to or attending an actual like championship game. Yeah. So like a packed Bush Stadium or a packed whatever it's called now Enterprise Center. I almost said Keel Center. I almost said Savage Center. You no, know, everything like but. for a hockey game. You know, like uh, yes, yes but fighting a crowd and the streets and the parking problem, and all of that
1: The problem with a parade like this or even just like a championship there's no direction to really go like Mardi Gras you're there's it's aimless and yeah. and and same with this, you know, you can see the float, you could see the parade, but other than that, it's a very aimless. There is no direction. Whereas a concert, you know where you have to go. Right. Football game, you know where yeah. you have to go. Yeah,
0: you go to your seat. You watch. This the show, is like you watch the game.
1: I mean, if you're lucky, you're going to see a glimpse of yeah. the Blues yeah. or the Chiefs. Yeah, that I am not okay with because I don't like to like walk around and be like, "What's the goal? Right. Where's the end to this?" But I will say from this perspective, I am gonna go on Twitter and I'm gonna find sure. this video. I oh, have to yeah. find this video. I can't wait to see because it. Because Brett Hull doing that, I had to find that because I want to make that one of our things too. And singing Gloria! I ha- that was that was perfection to me. And him trying to like have everyone else kind of come along with him. Yeah. yeah. Just that's in burned into my brain. I'm going to find that, and that's going to become one of our stingers, Gloria.
0: (laughs) I I got friends (laughs) in (laughs) low places. You know it was ratchet, too. You know it was just absolutely awful. And I'm sure that the diehard Chiefs fans ate up every second of it. I am just not a diehard Chiefs fan. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand anybody in St. Louis that is. Because we weren't when the Cardinals were here, when the Big Red was here. We weren't when the Rams were here. Hmm. You, you're not you're not a lifelong Chiefs fan, guys. Times <laughs> are changing, Tony. I know you're not because <laughs> I, I was here. I was here. I <laughs> was here. <sighs> so uh, the Chiefs. So we were going to talk about. Besides all that, the Chiefs parade is stirring up controversy in Jeff City because, as we reported on yesterday, leadership in the House and the Senate in Jeff City, the Missouri House and Senate had already announced this week that they were going to suspend work in the legislative session today and tomorrow, which I totally don't get, so members could attend the parade. Uh, The Missouri Freedom Caucus put out a statement today saying that lawmakers should stay in session and do their job, which personally I understand and agree with. But I also understand the other side of the coin because, again, I don't care one bit about the Chiefs. So for me, Yeah, it's like shut up and go to work. But for the people that are, that represent Kansas City or represent that area, I could understand why those representatives would want to go to this parade, be Mm -hmm. with their community members. You can't tell me that there wouldn't be St. Louis reps. Yeah. If this was a blues parade or a Cardinals parade or a Rams parade back in the day. You can't tell me that there wouldn't be plenty of St. Louis lawmakers that would want to attend this big event for their community, if for the area that they represent. Mm-hmm. I don't think that any representative from St. Louis is dying or should be dying to take off work to go to a Kansas City parade. But I can understand why the Kansas City people, the representatives over the people that live and work and represent that community, I can understand why they would want to be there. So I get that to a certain extent. But again, my grumpy old man default position is
1: go to work. That's me. That's me, too. I I feel like why tomorrow?
0: yeah. I could understand a case for today. Why do you got to take tomorrow off, too? This is oh, where well, I'm it's, it's also... Oh, well, it's pointless to come back to work for one day because... And then go back on Friday. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's
1: every not. Every day
0: is okay to work.
1: <laughs> every I, day. This is where I'm also a stick in the mud. Like, the, everybody wants to celebrate with their community. Everybody wants yeah. to be there to have a good time, to to revel in a victory like this, and to, you know, to celebrate with one another. every And... And I don't knock people for wanting to do it. But the rest of us
0: Shots fired near Chief oh, Super Bowl. Oh
1: god. Parade. Oh my gosh. Breaking news. It's so horrible. Probably, That's so horrible. Probably
0: just idiotic celibate Stupid yeah. I hope, fire, I, hope. I, but, I hope yeah. We'll we'll but, keep an eye on that, but there's breaking headline right now that there has been that there were shots fired near the Chief Super Bowl parade. Again, I just probably a bunch of nothing, but we'll we'll make sure we'll keep an eye on for you.
1: I am just I am also I feel the exact same way as you. I don't think that the lawmakers should be able to be off for the parade for the day after the parade. I just don't think I don't think it's okay. I know but that But would you
0: feel that way if it was St. Louis? I, and it was our and it was our representatives?
1: Completely. I feel the exact same the blues, I think the Blues winning the Stanley Cup is a perfect example. If and we, I
0: bet there were representatives right, there. But if we well, won the
1: Stanley Cup...
0: I guess that would have been after the session would have been over, so lo- they they would have gotten lucky and not... If we won, won the Stanley
1: Cup and there was lawmakers from the St. Louis side saying, we deserve to be there, well, so do I. But I wasn't. <laughs> I mean, like... That's a good point. And you're a public servant. I completely get that. But this is not... This is not your duty. This is not... this. Is, we didn't send you up there to go to the Super Bowl or the Stanley Cup parade. You can have fun and you can be excited about it just like the rest of us are, but I'm here yep. and you're here, so why aren't they? That, yeah. uh, maybe that's a grumper.
0: Well, I think we're on the wrong side of this because there was actually a poll done today. By the Missouri Freedom Caucus, what I think backfired on them. (laughs) Kind of a lesson in the whole, like, never ask a question you don't know the answer to. (laughs) That said, uh, because they were the Missouri Freedom Caucus put out the statement saying that people should not be taking the day off and should be at work. And then they put out a poll asking, like, what do you think to the vote to the people on Twitter? What do you think? Should lawmakers be? At work, or should they be at the parade? And the, it was overwhelming. Like, let them go to the parade. <laughs> with the results of the poll. So that, yeah, that, that
1: was a backfire. <laughs> Definitely a
0: backfire. So yeah. So maybe we're on the wrong side of this. I, and again, I'm not. I'm not even on. I just. I get it. I get it. I actually do. There's. A, there's. There's a legitimate argument to. We represent this area. We represent these constituents. We want to be with our community at this parade. If you're on that side of the state, I don't get it over here. Nick Shore commented on here. I really don't understand taking the day off tomorrow. I'd love to hear what Nick says. He says,
1: <clears throat> if this was the Chiefs first parade, sure. If we got anything done point. in the last few weeks, maybe. But what other <sighs> job good point. You take off to party and not make it up? That is a good point. That I, I, it's, both I, are legitimate.
0: I personally... One hundred percent agree with that. I totally agree with that. I, I but I also too. know how other people feel on, and I understand that I am also understand that I'm not as big of a sports fan. I don't really care, even if it was St. Louis. I don't care enough to go to that. But I understand that other, that people do. I agree. They've done. <laughs> they've had so many problems. There's been. We talked about this. We uh, when, when when we reported this first. We were the first people that I remember talking about it when earlier this week on Monday, or maybe it was even last week, when the House—not before the Senate—the House put out the House leadership put out that they were going to take off. Oh
1: yeah, because it wasn't
0: even it was it was last week. No, because it was before the Super Bowl. It was if they win, because it was if the Chiefs win, Mm -hmm. we're going to take the day off. Yeah, and at the time, I said. On, in a year like this when they've got nothing done yeah and again why tomorrow why don't two get days it. yeah this you got it, more oh the,
1: yeah the, I saw Nick, you laughing yeah Nick just said to follow up did anyone take off work to celebrate me winning the national Indian leg wrestling championship no no <laughs> I would have. They all had to go to work and so should the legislators. I would have. Getting paid by our tax dollars. I would
0: have, but I would have used one of my vacation days.
1: Right. And so that's kind been,
0: of it would have I would have I would have sacrificed a vacation day.
1: It is on yeah. our dime, too. Totally. So,
0: I look. That makes I, it even more. I'm on. I am on that side. I'm trying to play devil's advocate and obviously the results of that poll I mean, Twitter poll, whatever it could be anything, but I mean, a lot of people uh, took that survey though. A lot of people answered. It was like three thousand people. Yeah, and it was like sixty. It was like two thirds. It was pretty overwhelming. Yeah, like sane, let them let, let, let him go to the parade. So I don't know. We'll get we'll get Roddy Boyd's thoughts on this and uh, much more. We'll ask him about because there was one of the things that's that's frustrating is we haven't had any progress in the legislative session this year. And there finally was at least debate. We've had the initiative petition situation on the floor in the Senate. Yeah, there's been filibustering and there's been typical politics and all of that getting in the way. But at least we're doing it. Mm -hmm. At least we're like finally getting back to business. And the delays have been typical political delays. You know, Democrats filibustering a Republican bill that they don't like. You know, that's fine. But. Okay. At least we're do at least we got the system going. Mm-hmm. And now we're gonna stop it again for another couple of days. And again, I don't mean to beat a dead horse, but why tomorrow? Why? Why tomorrow? What's your excuse to take Nurse tomorrow over?
1: Nurse the hangover.
0: No, that's not okay. Not good Nurse enough. Nurse
1: the party in, rest your feet.
0: Not good enough. Alright. So we'll talk to Rodney Boyd uh about this and about any of the progress that has been made now that we are talking about, now that initiative petition and other issues have been finally addressed officially in the legislative session, are we making any progress? Is there any reason for optimism that some of these things could actually get done anytime soon? And uh, then, of course, we also have some national stories, some presidential stories. It's been a little while. There's been this break between primaries but we're closing in on the South Carolina mm-hmm. primary, and Nikki Haley's making some waves today. So we'll talk some local politics with Rodney Boyd and then we'll dip into some of the national stuff. And then we'll open up Close's cabinet and have a little fun with Mark Close from KG ninety five just after three o'clock. It's a busy Wednesday afternoon here on Colombo and Katie.
1: I'm blue.
2: For podcast articles, and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. Is all Welcome back
0: to Columbia Katie on 1019-94.1 NewstalkSTL. Just getting you an update here on the situation at the Chiefs. the Chiefs. Towards the end here, at the end of the Chiefs Super Bowl parade, there were shots fired. It, so far, it looks like it is being reported as celebratory gunfire. Um, but there are two armed people that have been arrested, and there were some injuries. And again, this is all breaking in real time here. So we're trying to see if there were if these are injuries like being struck from gunfire or if it's the panic that ensued mm-hmm. with people rushing around. But as we are seeing being reported multiple places, including Fox News right now, They were calling it, uh, one reporter was classifying it as stupid, celebratory gunfire. I hope so. They do have a couple people in custody, and there has been some type of injuries, but hopefully nothing extremely serious. And we will continue to keep an eye on this story for you as the rest of the afternoon unfolds. All right, let's go now to the Insider's Insider of Missouri News and Politics. The great Rodney Boyd joins us. Rodney, I don't know, are you uh, are you in a crowded Kansas City today, or are you in a very uh, desolate Jeff City today?
2: Well, <laughs> we I, actually, to. uh, neither of the above. Okay. I, took, I took advantage of the opportunity uh, on this very special day sure. uh, to come home and have dinner with my wife. Good for you. Normally, I would not have been able to do that had not the Chiefs won the Super Bowl (laughs) on Sunday, and the ripple effect was a parade today that caused uh, at least half the legislature, if not more, to join in the celebrations that have now apparently ended in uh, what you called uh, Stupid celebratory gunfire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, no, (laughs) I, I came home because I thought, well, this is one opportunity for me to enjoy Valentine's Day with my wife so, so that's there, what we did we actually
0: talked about this controversy before it even happened because it was as early as last week that I know that House leadership had made the announcement that if the Chiefs won the Super Bowl so it wasn't even it wasn't even a sure thing yet if the Chiefs won the Super Bowl the House members were going to be uh, adjourned that day and and even tomorrow and and I kind of want the latest from you if that's still the case and of course that's created a bit of a controversy with some people saying listen you should be especially in a year where we have got nothing done we should be at work and i understand that side of things especially being on this side of the state and a st louis fan who doesn't care about the chiefs but then i also see the other side of the of the representatives of in kansas city wanting to be there with their community and their constituents to celebrate this so personally i'm a stick in the mud and i'd rather people be at work but i do understand the other side and i also am uh, aware enough to know that i'm probably uh, on the wrong side of this that a lot of people put more importance into something like this community event than than i do so what are your thoughts on this on this whole thing and is it truly as polarizing as Um, as some reports say it is, with uh, everything else happening in the Capitol right now.
2: Well, I want to give you a little bit of relief so you don't have to be such a stick in the mud. Although both the Senate and the House have officially adjourned, uh, as of yesterday, close the business and they'll come back more formally next week, uh, the House leadership uh, made some strategic decisions to keep some work going. And and it's actually, uh, they should be commended because it's the most important work that they're up there to do, it's the budget work. And what I mean by that is the uh, House Budget Committee is still meeting. So they're still doing the work of marking up budget bills, appropriating uh, taxpayer dollars in what should be a responsible and healthy way. And that process is going on today and for most of tomorrow. Now obviously the members who chose to go to the parade will, won't be there, but the committee is still meeting. And there are a couple of other committees that are still meeting in the House. So at least that half of the building respectfully accepted a formal cessation of floor work, but not a complete cessation of committee work. So there's still some work happening in the building and quite a few people are there. So I, I just wanted to put that out there for the, yeah, no, that's good them to, know. Just to yeah. show them that, yeah. know. So everybody did not uh, go to Kansas city. Yeah, no,
0: that is, that is good to know. And it, and the one of the more f- other frustrating things of this is that with all the other delays and all of the other controversies that we've seen this legislative session, it did seem like there was actually starting to get back to being some, uh, standard business in the legislative session. There were still some delays this week with the Democrats filibustering the uh, initiative petition process, but at least that's typical politics and typical business as usual so it was it was at least good to see that that was getting going again and then now we have another uh and we now we have another stoppage what I, i wanted to ask you rodney what now that we are starting to get back to to work in some of these areas, what are the I mean, obviously, initiative petition is at the top of the list. What are some of the other things that are right now um, uh, being debated and discussed uh, in Jefferson? Well, I,
2: mean, I, I I think that the, the most significant one, and, and, and I want to contextualize it, is initiative petition. But it's because the initiative petition process and the effort that is being uh, sort of pushed through has the pressure point of the the whole abortion referendum that's being sort of worked up outside the building. So the the pressure to do something on reform is to say, hey, we know today under the current IP laws, it's relatively easy for a well-funded group, persons, whatever, to change our constitution. Um, There's going to be an effort to change the constitution as it relates to the abortion issue in November. If the rules are still in place, that ease of access change will probably give way to the voters having to make a decision and it's long, and some people say it's long overdue. We should have had this conversation about reforming IP many sessions ago. That is the sort of genesis of the pressure on that side. Another pressure point that is not a new one by any means is the conversation that we're having on education reform and what that means and what can you do, uh, in and outside of the, uh, urban areas to try to create what some people believe or more options for parental choice. Than we've ever had before, and those are sort of two very significant priorities that that have emanated from Senate from Senate leadership in what is being called the Freedom Caucus, and in a way that you and I have talked about that is going that has been demand oriented, right? Not let's wait for the normal process; we're demanding action on these things. Another big issue is the reauthorization uh, of the, and this is sort of in the weeds, but it's important. Of the uh, of the uh, hospital tax, uh, the FRA tax, and can there be, uh, will there be any um, restrictions put on the reauthorization of that tax around uh, pro-choice um, or pro-life, pro-choice issues? Meaning, can you put some restrictions on how some of those funds can or cannot be spent to to support institutions that provide abortions? Those three issues are going to consume. Uh, foreseeably, mm-hmm. I, I tell you, the next, the next three weeks for sure. It, it's important because you're talking about a session that's designed to be, uh, about 16 weeks in total, right? Uh, so you get through the first two weeks of formality, you get into the structure of the first month, you kind of give up a lot. You need to move, but you're not doing substantive work. Now you get into this sort of second period, which we're in now, and you've sort of had a lot of, uh, political inertia where people were back and forth about what would the parties be. And so you're, you're now getting into mm-hmm. a soon with spring break, the last stretch, the last eight weeks. Mm-hmm. And that's so much pressure on such significant issues uh, in terms of if people want to filibuster in the Senate or if they want to hold debate up for. So time has never really been uh as, um, it's never really been on the side of people trying to pass legislation in right. Jeff said it, right. right? It's always worked against you. Yeah. And so that's why you saw the, the the at least from the folks in the Freedom Caucus, that's why you saw so much emphasis put on moving much faster on these priorities, whether it be IP, uh, education reform, conversation about FRA tax. Early in session because they understand the pressure that comes toward the end of session does not inhere to getting anything passed. Yeah. And that's what we're dealing with right now.
0: Yeah, when you already you're exactly right. Every year it feels like the second that the session starts, the time, the clock is ticking and then you go through what we've gone through this year with the with the personal drama at the beginning of the session with parking spots and leadership positions creating a big delay and now this, you know, with the chief's parade and championship causing a delay, it just it just compounds what is already a complicated issue. I wanted Rodney while we had a second here, I wanted uh, you to maybe help explain a couple of these issues particularly initiative petition, because Mm -hmm. a lot of people who look at this from the outside, there's sort of this straw man argument that's being put up by mostly Missouri Democrats that are resisting this change, but other people that also uh, are resisting this change that if, if we change the initiative petition process, it makes it harder for voters and it makes it harder for lawmakers to pass laws in various areas to, You know, and and affect that type of change in the state of Missouri, which is, if if I have it correctly, which is just not true. You don't have to amend the constitution to pass a law. But can you can you kind of explain the difference there and what that argument is, sir?
2: Absolutely. So you have two methods by which an initiative petition affect creating laws in Missouri. One is a statutory uh, petition, where basically you go out. And, you know, you look, you have to collect enough signatures. There's a, there's a process established in the Secretary of State's office where you have to collect a number of signatures uh, that would allow you to put an issue before the voters outside of the legislative process or the governor's uh, signing bills. Right. It's a statutory legal change. Our laws are mostly put in statutes, but we also have some laws that are enshrined in our Constitution. The Constitution is the document that creates us as a state. It's the document, that is supposed to sort of be sacred and allow uh, all who would want to understand who we are as Missouri to read the Constitution and understand who we are and all that. So over the last probably 15 years or 10 years for sure, the trend has been. Rather than a going to the initiative petition, rather than, first of all, going into Jeff City and trying to pass a bill, if the issue is too whatever, right, controversial, tough, hard, a number of people have said, hey, we're never going to be able to get an issue through Jefferson City. Uh, so why don't we work uh, on initiative petition? Uh, and it used to be that people would focus on changing statutes, right? Mm-hmm. Well, what, what, what that leaves you open to is you pass an initiative petition change the statute to say A, the General Assembly has a right at any time to, when, when she reconvenes to amend the statute. So a lot of people said, hey, you know, we spent a lot of money and time trying to change the, cost, the, the, the statute only to have the legislature come back the next session and disregard or whatever. So that's created an, an appetite for amending the Constitution, because that is a much higher burden and it is outside of the purview of the legislature. So the trend became, hey, why don't we get enough signatures? And the burden is relatively the same. It's a lower burden. Get enough signatures from all of the uh, congressional districts as required by law. And you could actually now enshrine your policy, your idea in the constitution, which is much harder uh, to undo. That's what became more of a trend in the last decade. And so now we've amended, obviously, over a longer period of time, we've had many amendments to our Constitution. But in the last decade, we've seen some significant amendments to the Constitution, things like Clean Missouri, things like revisiting the right-to-work law, which had been passed by statute. And then there was an initiative petition. Uh, things like uh, organizations putting who can and can't be taxed into yeah. the Constitution. Yeah. I mean, so, so, so recreational marijuana, abortion,
0: those have been at the top of them. And
2: and So the question becomes, look, you, you, it's a sacred right to to amend the constitution. It's the people's right. It's the people's constitution. The question is, should there be a higher barrier, a higher bar, if you will, Mm -hmm. to amending the constitution because it is the constitution is not, it's not one of our revised Missouri statutes. And that's the conversation that has now been ignited even more Driven by the abortion issue, right? We had a statutory framework that passed, almost was enacted immediately upon the the Supreme Court's overturning of Roe v. Wade and kicking this uh, issue back to the states, right? And so then that triggered a bunch of provisions and people said, hey, we want to now go amend the Constitution and enshrine aspects of uh, the right to have an abortion in the constitution. And it's really forced, uh, a group of legislators to say, see, we've been low, we've been weary of this ease of, of amending constitution process for a long time. So I think that's what's driving the urgency now, right? Although this conversation has been going on every time we've amended the constitution. We had a provision, we had one of the proposed, we had three proposals on the, on the ballot and Missouri is a smart and we figured it out dealing with uh, marijuana. We had three at one time. Yeah. So you had three different groups that had the ability to put three questions on the same uh, uh, subject matter in front of the voters. So voters walked into the booth uh, a couple of years ago and they were faced with three attempts to amend the Constitution for, at that time, medicinal marijuana. One of them would have enshrined the funder's name in the Constitution. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, and so, so, so it, it, it there's a the question that we, we really ought to have a, a conversation about this. Now, look, obviously abortion is a very uh, divided political issue. Typically the Democrat party wants to protect the right, the choice, the right to have an abortion. Yep. uh at will Republican party says, no, we, we should, we, we've, we've had this for 50 years, a couple of million uh, abortions is too many, way too many. So no. So, so, you know, now you put in the center of that, Conversation, the IP reform. So, of course, you're going to have the Democrats filibuster at this particular hour. But there's a point, it's interesting to see, where even the Democrats have had times where they've been very frustrated with how easy it has been to amend the Constitution, just not on this issue. Right. So, so, you know, uh, I think if we could all sit down as Missourians and say, hey, what is our Constitution supposed to be about? What is this utility? And I think we could agree that we don't want to make it an alternative to change, to creating a statue, which is what it's become. But, you know, depending on your passion of the day, um, you know, you like that ease or you don't, it is a, Tend on that swings both ways. Exactly. That's why we can, yeah, absolutely.
0: And 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 you shouldn't be able if it's as easy to amend the Constitution as it is to pass a statute, then it should be as easy to undo that amendment. as it it's like it's it's not equal going in either direction, and that's why the Missouri Constitution has something like 122 amendments, which is absolutely right, right, which is absolutely right. crazy. So, Rodney Boyd, we're almost out of time. I, I just want to ask you this one last question. Um, uh, st- sticking with initiative petition and also education reform, specifically school choice, which are two two of the issues that you just touched on that are, that are front and center right now in Jeff City. Do you feel any more momentum for either one of those bills than maybe in years past? Any more momentum about action uh, yes. being taken in those areas? Look,
2: I, uh, yes. So school choice would be the universe, right? And in that universe of school choice, there are a number of planets that hover around. Sure. And I think what we've seen is after about 15 years of, of inability to move anything. The last few sessions, there have been some incremental things that have happened and have created a kind of momentum, right? But listen, the challenge with, with school choice issues is they bring hostility from people, not because the school choice issues are germane or will affect their district, but it's because they believe that any of these measures are the Trojan horse, right? So you'll have superintendents or educate uh, uh, groups that come in from out state Missouri, even if a bill, a school choice bill only affects on its on the plain language, St. Louis and Kansas city region, you have superintendents that rally from around the state because they say, Hey, this is a trolling horse. You start doing this stuff in St. Louis and Kansas city, creating all these opportunities. It could feed down to my neck of the woods. And look, well, some of the most influential people who show up in the building to oppose these ideas are, very prominent and popular superintendents or their representatives. That's what makes it tough for a lot of the members that have to vote, right? You got 197 people that have to vote on these things. And you're talking about issues that might affect two demographical areas or two geographical demographical areas at the same time. But the opposition could come from places where people say, I'm the superintendent from Taney County and I hate these bills because of what they do conceptually. And then their members have to wrestle with that Cause back home in certain counties, the superintendent is a very popular person, uh, person and personality. So that's what's sort of been the difficulty, but some of that has given away in the last few sessions to some things passing uh, that give uh, parents more options, whether people agree with those options or not, those options are being put on the table. Great
0: stuff, Ronnie Boyd. Always appreciate the information and the insight happening in Jeff City, especially this time of year. Uh, congratulations on being able to get an extra evening home with your wife yes, uh, t- tonight. Uh, taking advantage of, uh, th- I think what you're doing is my favorite of all of the options. Uh, whether you go yeah, to the Chiefs Parade Stay at work No Go and be spend some time With your family I love it uh, So appreciate your time As always my friend And we'll check in with you Very soon well, Have a great rest of your day We'll talk next week Absolutely yeah, Looking forward to it Ronnie Boy The insider's insider Of Missouri politics Always providing Tremendous information And insight About the uh, stories And the issues That we're dealing with Here in the state Alright uh, We are going to Continue to keep an eye On this situation In Kansas City There were shots. Shots fired uh, just outside the uh, championship parade there. Chiefs championship parade in Kansas City. Still looks like it's being reported as... Dumb celebratory gunfire, but there are some injuries uh, coming from this, and still just a lot of uh, reporting. No official statement that I have seen yet from uh, the Kansas City Police Department, except that there were some injuries and there were gun and there was gunfire, and they do have a couple of people in, um, uh, arrested uh, after this shooting. So we'll continue to keep an eye on that and keep you. Up to speed on what's happening there. Also, we're going to open up Closest Cabinet in just a few moments. It's about 15 minutes at 3 o'clock. And we're going to dip into some presidential election news next on Colombo and Katie. For podcast articles
2: and more, find us on NewstalkSTL.com. Yet you're my favorite work of all.
0: Welcome back to Columbo and Katie on 101.994.1 News Talk C- STL. Love talking to Ronnie Boyd. One of the greatest, your, one of the oh, most perfect examples of why you should be subscribed to the Columbo and Katie podcast for segments like that. Conversations like that, which are so packed full of great information and insight. And you never have to miss anything that happens here on the show if you're subscribed to our podcast. Because we put the show out as a podcast right after we get off the air every day. So if you happen to miss something, you can always catch up with it on the podcast. We're there. Go we're to the podcast. The, we're there. We're there and we're We're right everywhere. there. We're everywhere. Nikki Haley blaming Donald Trump for Republican loss in key special election as the South Carolina primary showdown intensifies. Is it really intensifying? I'm not sure I agree with that headline. Last night's setback for the GOP in a closely watched special congressional election in the suburbs of New York armed Republican presidential contender Nikki Haley with more ammunition against the frontrunner former president donald trump in that special election for former democrat representative tom or in that election former De- democratic rep uh tom sozie susie defeated uh, the republican massey phillip mm-hmm. and that was the vacant seat that was held by george santos
1: right uh, it it's just now
0: go ahead no please There
1: are two different sides to this argument happening within the conservative. Yeah, and I might be on the side that might not be the popular side.
0: Well, join me over on the. Uh, I've usually find myself. I'll come over
1: on that side with you this time because unless we're in differing opinions about this, my opinion is: if it's a rotten Republican, why do we want him in there?
0: (laughs) And And was it a rotten Republican? And this idea of so. To play this story out, um, Nikki Haley is saying that it's Donald Trump's fault that the Republicans lost that seat. The moment, even before they kicked George Santos out, it was my understanding that it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that the Democrat would win back that seat, that it was... Yeah. That George Santos winning that seat was an outlier. Any Republican winning that spot was an outlier. And that that seat would go back to the Democrats. Everybody was saying the Democrat was going to win this special election. So to suddenly act surprised that the the Democrat won is not. It's not surprising. It's not surprising. That's the way it's been reported. And it was just now, I don't know as much as the people up in New York or the national folks that watch a seat like that. You know, a lot more closely. But from my understanding from afar here in St. Louis and all the reports that I read, Georgie wasn't going to get reelected. It was, no, well, it was just expected that if if we kicked, if the Republicans kicked George Santos out, the Democrat would win that special election. And that's what happened. I mean, that was, I thought, what everybody figured would happen. Not, I can't believe the Democrat won. So anyway. I think people have
1: that on Twitter. It seemed like everybody was saying, why did we kick George Santos out to begin with? Like the Republicans have a very yeah. big issue with that because that's a different, like, now yep. we got that's
0: a different conversation, but you're right. That's now a, we got a
1: seat taken away from us. Now we're yeah. that much smaller of a majority than we were. I mean, and I understand that point completely. Yeah. But the the principle still remains that George Santos is a slime ball. Right. Slime ball McGillicuddy. Yeah. And he's a liar and it and it was the fault of the New Yorkers for falling for the the, the trick. And I do believe that they should have been the people deciding. I don't know. I'm all over the
0: place with this. Well, he wasn't convicted place. of it, like he is a slime ball. He is a slime ball. But boy, oh boy, there are a lot of slime balls in Congress. Yeah, there are a
1: lot of slime balls and in Congress. But his was just on full display. Oh,
0: I agree. I totally agree. You don't think Adam Schiff's slime ballness is on full display and his lying is on full yeah. display and was caught a million times? But he wasn't convicted of any crimes yet. Like. Yeah. Can you know finish the process, prove his guilt, and then kick him out? I that would have been a little bit more a better.
1: Yeah, that's a better. Situation. And not and not.
0: I'm not defending George Santos at all. I don't think he belongs in Congress. I think he should have been kicked out. But I don't think you want to set the precedent of just kicking people out because you don't like them or because they're slime balls. Because I think you could probably make that case against a whole lot of people. Yeah. So you should. There should be a burden. There should be a level of. How did you once it. you've been convicted of a crime, once you've been caught, you know, once you've been proven guilty, then that's when you make that's when you make the book. And you know what? Expedite that process. Yeah. yeah, You know somebody's guilty. Make it it fast. Yeah. Make it fast. I agree with that. I think that there should have been a
1: process. There definitely should have been a procedure. I I probably should have started with that thought process. But I don't necessarily disagree with kicking out slime balls, whether they be the Republican or the Democrat. And it sucks. I completely agree. Because seats will be lost and then they will be taken by the opposite party.
0: Like it's going to shuffle some things around. Not slime balls, criminals. Yeah, criminals. People that have been. That have broken the rules, that have broken the law, that have taken advantage of their, that have improperly that gross. taken advantage of their position or they've been corrupt in their position. Yeah. But I'm I all also- for getting those people out. But not, but there's got to be a true bar because we can't just start overturning the will of elections. No. We you can't. can't overturning, we can't start overturning the will of the voters with, just because you don't yeah, like do somebody. We? So you've got to have a higher bar before you do that. But yes. But if somebody's guilty, if somebody is corrupt, if somebody is breaking the law or breaking the rules, then yeah, go do whatever you need to do to prove that is happening and then go forward from there. I but, guess I'm trying to fight figure out where that bar
1: is for me because I guess it would be guilt. someone charged. Yeah. It would be someone charged with something. But I also have to say that like... I, it shouldn't be up to people. You shouldn't overturn the will of the people. That is completely correct. There
0: should be a very
2: high also, bar
0: for turning for right, overturning all, the results of an election. But I'm a also under the uh, but
1: I'm also under the impression that if you are a bad person and you aren't criminally charged for something, if you are just inherently a bad person and you do slimy things, I also don't want you're not worthy of a seat like that. Yeah, but if the As, voters put you there, right? And that was if they're not. But that's not. That's up to me when it's Maxine my time. Waters, when it's up to my time for then it's up Adam to me. Schiff, right? I Nancy understand. Nancy Pelosi. I understand.
0: I mean, all of these I know, people but I'm are to, gross. I know. And they don't belong there. I, in my opinion. I know.
1: I'm just trying to finish what I was but saying, Tony. I know. I'm I sorry. finish what I'm saying, Tony. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. But I was just <clears> that, that's my that's my thought. If you are a if you are a gross person to your core. I know it's not up to me to make that decision, but I would hope the people would make that decision because I don't think you're worthy to be in that position either.
0: One thousand percent agree. One thousand percent agree. Nikki Haley uh, making this point that Donald Trump, that since Donald Trump has been out of office and uh, in, in has endorsed various candidates, that Republicans are, are losing. They lost races in 2018, 2022. 2020, 2020, 22. She's trying to hang this George Santos thing on him, and also, um, you know, as I said at the very beginning, this headline that the South Carolina primary showdown intensifies. I'm not sure that it does because the latest Real Clear Politics polling shows Trump with a, still with a huge lead in South Carolina, 64 percent to Nikki wow. Haley's 30.5. That's 33.5 points ahead. My goodness. Yeah. And then I was looking just just to kind of paint a larger picture. Other recent state polls. Here are these are some of the Super Tuesday states. Trump a- Alabama 87 to 12. All these are all of these are Trump. Alabama 87 to 12. California 83 to 16. North Carolina 76 to 23. Oklahoma 88 to 11. Tennessee 81 to 11. Texas 84 to 15. I mean he's so far ahead. And at, at, at every turn. There's it's just no It's hard to him. it's hard to yeah. There's no catching him. Believe right now. that there's that she's making any progress anywhere. hmm All right, I've got a little bit more on that. Also, uh the White House is mocking people who are demanding that President Biden uh take a mental acuity test. We'll tell you about that a little bit later on, but first we'll have some fun and open up Closest cabinet next on Columbo and Katie. Oh,